What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode 81 of the TorontoGameDose.com podcast. My name is Steve, the main dude behind TorontoGameDose.com. You guys have me giggling about it. I hate you guys. Uh, one of the stupid laughs you hear is Brett. Yo, what's up, everybody? From the He's main the streets dude behind behind the main dude. The dude behind the... <laughs> that other dude you hear behind the main dude of the dude is Dan. The dude behind the dude behind the main dude. Yeah, that's right, dude. Uh, it's, it's, squeaky chair. That's this meme. That's my bad. Okay. I'm on my couch in my living room for once. I probably sound different than I normally do on the podcast because yeah, you do actually. Skype totally dusted me on my iOS that I have downstairs in my main rig, and now I'm using mm. a laptop in my living room. So All you need to do, though, is just there. update your machine from uh, from the last update, which was 2012. Like, it's not really yeah. that hard. Yeah, but you don't, you don't know. You don't know. <laughs> Yeah, you're not an audio engineer, all right? You're just yeah. a guy who pushes numbers, all right? <laughs> Sessions and plugins and, yeah, man, and there's all, a lot. The, all the stuff that goes into it. Updating could just be a nightmare. Yeah, Doug, I get you, man. I get you. <laughs> you know, those of us in the industry understand updates aren't just updates, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Steve. I feel Come like, on, though, please. if you had been continuously <laughs> updating the whole time... No, no, he's actually right. <laughs> it wouldn't have been an issue. Instead of jumping, no. like, four years of updates, <laughs> instead, of just up, instead of just updating whenever the updates come out, you would have been fine. No, that's no. what you do. You just you update, like, every five to ten years. And <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It is true. No, like, I've, I've been in studios that are on, like, ancient versions of the software that you recorded. You're just like, yeah. you guys are still on that? It's like, yeah, man, we've got too many sessions, too many gigs happening, and we can't take the time not only that but just you lose legacy stuff right yeah, yeah it's a pain so i, I totally understand what, what dan's talking about it just makes so sense. now i'm on a laptop in the living room yeah <laughs> uh it's been a while boys um it's been a while i don't remember what we talked about last time i feel like we're just going to start a new podcast now uh yeah it's a whole new vibe how did, took a couple what did we do what? how do we start hype time is that what we usually do yeah any events yeah. that you want to hype up then? Uh, Game Dev Drinks, August 23rd. I forget who's coming, but there is a, someone coming. Did you, get your, did you get your license? I do have my driver's license now. Nice. Yeah, I'm actually shopping for a car too. So I just saved up a couple, a couple hundred. Well, a G. Okay. So, <laughs> I was what kind of car are you going to get for a couple hundred? I have a thousand bucks right now saved up, so I'm I'm in the price range for a junkie car. So I'm just I'm just in that waiting to pull the trigger kind of mode. That's fair. Yeah, um, and like oh, I saw a car like uh, like two weeks ago that I would have picked up, but someone bought it. I was like, damn. So now I just gotta wait again. Refresh. Uh, so refresh my memory. Pleasant Plucker. Pheasant Plucker. Sorry. Pheasant uh, Plucker. August. Uh, August 23rd at the Pheasant Plucker in Hamilton, Ontario on uh, 20 Augusta Street. It'll be on the second floor from uh, 7.30 to usually about 10.30 or beyond. Um, The event will be up on Eventbrite probably at the end of the, probably sometime next week. I'm just waiting to get the information from uh, Tom Brown who hosts the show, uh, hosts the show or the event that now that I'm not actually there. So, but I will be there soon because once I have wheels... I'm coming back. So nice, man. Did you go to the last one? 
Nope. I, I heard it was really good too. Nice. The uh, last one was Odd Birds. Yeah, they were they were there for the last one and it went, it went pretty good. Did it? Perfect. Yeah. So, yeah, and it's still struggling along. We're still finding studios who want to come out and talk to everybody, which has been pretty good. So we're on to year. We're working on year three now of operations, and we're just chugging along. So, if there's any studios out there that want to come and talk, uh, just send Steve a message, and you guys can link up to me somehow. And uh, yeah, come on out and speak. Follow Brett at Brett Meeser. Yeah, I'm everywhere. And TP Smoke. TP he smoke. doesn't. He, don't forget TP smoke. TP smoke. <laughs> follow he, TP, TP smoke has passed away. Google TP smoke and follow everything that it comes up. Yeah, at TP yeah. smoke. No, okay. there's, just, there's no no need for that. Just follow Brett. <clears throat> um, if you're going to the CNE this year, there's actually going to be a gaming section there. So Ooh. August 25th and 27th, we'll, we'll have the eighth annual uh, Bit Bazaar. But I think there's a bunch oh, of other nice. stuff that's going on there. So um, that's cool. Yeah, that's going to be pretty so. Fun. Wait. Bitpazar is happening at the CNE this year. Yeah. Whoa. Big, that's awesome. Big leagues. Big leagues. Yeah, because I think that's the, great. I think the last Bitpazar was during the uh, the Pan Am Games. What? Um, during the like when they had the I forget what I forget what they called that event area that they just mm-hmm. had downtown on the water. Right. Uh, they just had a bunch of stuff there, like all sorts of stuff, and they just kind of threw Bitpazar kind of like in the middle, like in in that in the middle of it sort of thing. <laughs> but that would have been last summer was the Pan Am Games, wasn't it? Or maybe it was that two no, summers ago. I think it was a couple summers ago. I was I was in Hamilton at the time, so maybe two summers ago? Yeah, two summers ago. Yeah, 2015. So that was the last yeah. bit bizarre that I remember. Um, I just remember Hamilton losing their mind over it because it was going horribly wrong. Oh, was it? Yeah, the, well, the whole Pan Am Games didn't do that well. I thought it did... Like, mm, no, yeah, fair enough. Profitable wise, I don't think it did as well as everyone was expecting. Oh, that stuff never does. Like Olympic games yeah. and stuff, they never like make money. Yeah, I don't even know why they do them. I don't know either. Because the Olympic, this is getting off way off course, but the Olympic like committee is just the most corrupt thing ever. So, it's kind of true. Cool. Um, it's and, not and, that far off course, by the way. <laughs> it's still games. No, because we used to talk about basketball and stuff, and people didn't like it. Oh, yeah, that's true. Sorry for the format change. (laughs) (laughs) You've been a little bit rusty. Uh, Fan Expo is also at the end of this month as well. Cool. Should we say why we've been so busy? Like, why we haven't been around? That should be a thing we should probably tell people. I guess so. I don't remember why we missed it. Last week, you were hungover. I was partying way too hard. Yeah. Uh, I probably just slept in a few times. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I don't think there's a reason. I was I was telling Dan kind of off uh, off mic before, like July. I kind of pseudo took July off from mm. the website. Um, right, a little summer, summer action. I didn't really post as much as I would have wanted to. I think mm. I, I'm pretty sure I miss a lot of things, but right. uh, I'm kind of. We should be off. allowed to take a month off a year. Yeah, yeah you're you know? a one man show. Like when hockey's not on. Well, I'm the main dude. Yeah, you're the well. main dude, man. <laughs> you're the main dude. You're not taking main dude's allowed to take a day off. I've been playing a lot of games lately. I've been I've been kind of diving deep into a lot of video games, which we'll talk about. That's good. So. Nice. It's, it's not like we I was out of town or anything like that, or or, or was particularly busy at work. Like I just kind of mm-hmm. uh, just been playing a lot of video games. So that counts. You can't be the main dude without a lot of video game playing. 
Yes, that's true. Dan, do you have uh, any events you want to hype up? Let me think. No. Uh, no. That's fair. No. Uh, maybe we should just... Actually, before we talk about the games we've been playing, let's talk about Patreons. You can go to patreon.com slash torontogamedevs to help support the site that I just said I took off in July. Uh, mm. And you could be like Pierre, Brian, Devin, Craig, Gene, Tavi, yeah. M5 Games, Gigi, Renaud, Jeff, Lindsay, Tyler, Gala, Dan, Brian, Ben, Stephen, Lee, Toby, Dan, again, Chris, and Aaron are all patrons. Mm-hmm. Um, make sure you check out uh, macamasound.com. Brett, sorry, what do you want to say? Nothing. Okay. Uh, and <laughs> if you are in the need of some freelancers or contractors on your game dev project, might I suggest uh, Jake Bodno, who's an audio guy, Dan, who's also an audio guy, Brian, who's also an audio guy, Lindsay, who's artist, Craig, who's a writer, and Devin, who's also a writer. Oh, and Gala, who's Sweet. a developer. Sweet. Uh, but if <clears throat> you could also just go to the trainingindustry.com slash freelance contractors. Yeah, that would be an easier way to contact people than try to just look for a random person named Devin. Yeah, well, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Not if you need a game writers. design advice, just uh, message Brad. There you go. <laughs> cool. Uh, the list seems to be getting longer and longer. Yeah, we're up to 21. Yeah, you'll get the iPad before you know it, Brad. <laughs> yes. We're oh, almost man, there, guys. It's going back. <laughs> iPod is almost here. <laughs> They're not even going to make them anymore by the time I get my chance to get one. <laughs> I think uh, you'll, get, you'll get an iPad one that Steve finds at a garage yeah. sale like 20 years from now. Yeah. Get, yeah my, bro, get my old iPad that it. I barely use. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> we did it. We enough. Brad, all, Brad also said that he would be uh, patron number 100. Yeah, we're far away. Huh? Well, far away. Although it's going to take up like an hour just to get through all those names. Yeah. You're going to have to start from 100. And just. Say the most yeah. recent people? Yeah. People will drop out and stuff, though, I think. Yeah, probably. Especially when they're just kind of... I just mentioned their first name the whole time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you should just say Dan once. There's two Dans. All the Dans. <laughs> All the mics, thank you. <laughs> I just got to wrap this up, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, uh, so. And make sure you check out MacamaSound.com. I... Who should we? So let's talk about the games we've been playing because it has been a few weeks. So I'm assuming that we've done more than play nothing or play our train I will game. Tell you 100, percent I've actually played nothing. Oh wow, Brett. Yeah, I have been working way too hard to even play anything. So I've been playing nothing. You working on your train game? Yeah. Well, aside from playing the playing my game, <laughs> I was going to swear, so I I had to stop myself there for a second. There. <laughs> Like, yeah, besides playing my awesome game, um, which is, uh, yeah. oh, wait, it's not on Steam now, is it? Or, but you can, tomorrow, tomorrow. Oh, t- tomorrow, tomorrow, hey, tomorrow. It's, uh, I think tomorrow's the release date. Nice, man. Steam. I think it's the eighth to be honest, but yeah, I think it's Tuesday the eighth. Yeah. But it's like, sense. we're right here. So it's so close. Tiny rails. Find the actual release date. Yeah, Cause it's like. Got it. But carry on words. Put words on this on us. Yeah, August eighth. August eighth. So one day and seven hours. Probably by the time you're listening. To, yeah, by the time you're listening to this podcast, Tiny Rails is on. Uh, on Steam. Steam. Yep. Every time I hear Tiny Rails, it makes me think of Tiny Rick, from uh, I don't know my favorite show, Rick and Marty. 
Oh, I've been meaning to actually watch that. It's a good show. Yeah, that's why I hear. Tiny Rick. Tiny Rick. Uh, but yes, yeah, uh, so that's all I've been doing is just been playing Tiny Rails uh, and working on Tiny Rails. So that's that's really all I've been playing, man. I haven't played much, and aside from yeah, just that and that, man. Did you ever end up beating Blossom Tales? Oh yeah, I beat it. Beat it. Yeah, cool. Did you finish all side quests? What about? No side <laughs> what about uh, Dishonored? Do you end up beating that? I'm at near the end. I'm at like the last chapter. I got to get around. I go, when I come back to playing games, I'll be finishing that up. See, that's that's one of the things I made a tweet about earlier this week that got some traction. Where mm-hmm. it was just like, I can't like. I mean, I still enjoy long mm-hmm. campaigns, but man, it's it's tough. Like I've been having yeah. a lot of fun playing games that I can finish in under five hours. Mm. It's great, and and I find the replayability on games you can finish in under five hours when they're done well mm-hmm. is is a lot stronger too. You know, I don't want to play another a thirty hour campaign over again, mm. but I will play a four hour game over again relatively soon if if there's like right. a lot of if there's a reason to. Like mm-hmm. I just finished Oxenfree, and that game as soon as I was done, I was like, I could see myself playing that again soon. You know, mm. because there's so many branching elements that the, the, the sort of, you know, branching um, dialogue is so mm. deep mm. that when you're sitting there and you're going through it, you're like, man, I wish I could make all these different choices and see where it was going to take me right now. Because there's so many choices that are right. that you can tell are affecting the story heavily. Um, so like that kind of stuff is really interesting to me. So, yeah, Oxenfree, that's on mm-hmm. the list. Beat that recently. I don't, I don't even think uh, I've heard of that. Oxen free, oxen free. Yeah, like all the oxen free. Yeah, nice. Yeah, it's great. It's a great. What's it on? What's it on? Steam and PS4. Hmm. um, As I know, it's on those two platforms. I don't know what else it's on. Apparently, on iOS and Xbox One and stuff. I think it's on most sites. The really cool thing about oxen free on PS4 though is because you know how you have the speaker built into the remote control. Mm Hmm. When you crank that up, like there's a big element in terms of the mechanics of that game is a little handheld radio that you have to tune in frequencies, right? And it comes through on your um, on oh, your controller. Oh, that's kind of cool. And it's super dope when it's coming through on the controller. You can dial in just like random radio stations and stuff. It's mm-hmm. really neat. Um, but is it really worth twenty one dollars? It's right now listed twenty one ninety nine Canadian. Is it worth it? Um. Nope. You already said it. <laughs> that's a, that's a tough question, man. Because not like, worth it. If if you're the type of dude who's interested in in this kind of game, like for me, it's worth it. But I can't say it's worth it for everybody. Mm. You know, you pay full price. Um, I don't nope. recall. <laughs> I think I probably got it on a sale because I've I, it's been sitting on my PS4 for probably like three months before I got a chance right. to really sit down with it. Um. But that's, I had a lot of. That's interesting, though. Like, just I had a lot of fun playing it. It's mm-hmm. yeah, the visuals are really interesting. The the dialogue is bang on. The yeah. voice acting is bang on. Um, the the choices that you have to make are really really interesting, and the story just totally like ends up going pretty deep. And then it's right. it's like if you liked Home, you know, mm-hmm. you're gonna love Oxenfree. Home or Gone Home. Home. Which one's Home? Was it called Home? That uh, the the iOS game that I played recently with the uh, like the murder mystery one. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Um, yeah. 
Ben, um, uh, oh man, I'm blanking right now. Yeah, me too. Ben Rivers? Yeah, Rivers. Benjamin yeah. Rivers, yes. His game, right, right. Mm-hmm. If you like that, you're going to love Oxenfree, because Oxenfree yeah. is like that on crack. Hmm. Really? Yeah, it's like there's a, I mean, you know, yeah, mm-hmm. it's great. It's I awesome. got it on my wish list. I'll, I'll check it out. Um, Go look up the trophies right now. What else? <laughs> Trophy time. <laughs> Again, you guys know me. I'm, I'm a narrative guy, right? So that was like, this is... I had a lot of fun playing through that game. Uh, I also played through What Remains of Edith Finch. Mm-hmm. I know Steve's not a huge fan of those types of games. Yeah. But that being said, that one I think you might actually like. You think? Why? I, I, because <sighs> it's not just a walking simulator type of game. Like you have to, you'd have to get through the first twenty-five minutes um, before. You know, you have to give it a, a good chance because basically you're going through this house and it's like your family's home and then you go through all these different rooms and you find out how different parts of your family passed away based on this curse or whatever. The first room is like this girl, Molly. You go through her thing. She turns into a cat. All this weird stuff happens. It's kind of interesting. Um, but all of the different deaths are represented in such unique and interesting ways. And you play through the scenarios of their deaths. And it's really, um, I don't want to spoil it for you, so I'm not going to say too much more, but it's really interesting. It's very creative. Um, it's not like um, everybody's gone to the rapture or anything like that, where, where it starts to get a little monotonous and you really have to rely on the story to, to tug you through it. Hmm. It's more like, um, it's fun. It is fun. Is it worth mm. 20, $27 for someone who's not really a fan of the <laughs> genre? Wait till it goes on sale, but sh- but play it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's next time I see it on sale, I'll pick it up. Yeah, it really is interesting. Um, yeah, and what else? Me and Katie did some rounds of um, Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time nice. last night, mm-hmm. and it's like one of the only games that she actually, you know gravitated towards and as she was playing it i could tell she was like getting into it getting competitive right. and like really starting to have fun with it you know what That's i mean cool. so that was pretty awesome to see and we just uh we had a lot of fun with that one we played the first of uh, ursa major mm-hmm. and played through that whole campaign and she loved it um what else uh oh yeah i'm still i'm still chipping my way through grim fandango I've opened that up a few times and Chipped away through that. Do you ever play the the Telltale games? No, I haven't played any of those yet. <clears throat> okay, but because uh, <clears throat> those are all like story driven ones, and for me, the <clears throat> a lot of them are like they're kind of hit and miss. But for me, it's been if I enjoy the 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 franchise that they're playing mm-hmm. off of, then then I'll like it. Because I I played the Batman one recently, and right. really really liked it. Like probably my favorite one. Cool. Um, and I always like the Walking Dead one in the past, and I'm playing through the Borderlands one right now, and it's just it's so freaking boring. Um, just because I really I couldn't really care less about Borderlands' story, so right. I, I find that if I'm a fan of the franchise that they're playing off of, then then I then I like the game because mm. the the game itself, like gameplay wise and even tech wise, like isn't anything 
remarkable. Like it, mm-hmm. it kind of runs like crap, and there's not really much <clears throat> to do in the game, other than just kind of walk and solve some simple puzzles. So, right, right. Um, no, I haven't tried those yet, uh, but I did play a lot of Portal Two. Yeah, I went back to the PS3. I picked up Portal Two, and I picked up um, LA Noir. And Portal 2, I'm just, I was having a ton of fun with. I beat the single-player campaign, and then a buddy of mine came over, and we did, um, we did the, the co-op campaign halfway through that. Um, man, I know I'm, I'm like totally late to the party on that game, but it's a ton of fun. You know, I've never actually played it. No? Oh, no. man. It's, it's so fun. And, and it's so gratifying when you, when you solve the puzzles. I hear that the puzzles in um, Portal 2 are a little bit um, easier just in their construction or whatever but it's like the physics and how how it's you know how everything is introduced to you very slowly and you kind of figure out how to solve all these puzzles it's it's quite something um but yeah i'm definitely to the party on that if you haven't played that one just do it because it's like that one i I recommend because it's only 20 bucks on ps3 Mm. yeah it's totally worth it i just don't have a ps3 to play it anymore i guess i could play it on pc but not gonna do that. Um, any other? Games? Um, uh, yeah, well, just Ellie Noir. Oh is, yeah. Uh, you're kind of going again. Yeah, you're going back, yeah. uh, back a little. I'm bit going back. Yeah, that's like seven. You're also years just old. going ham on the games right now. Yeah, I've been playing a lot, man. Ellie Noir. Ellie Noir is great. Yeah, uh, I really like that one because, again, going back to the short campaigns thing, that one's nice because you can just finish a case and then it's done. Yeah. And then you don't, you feel like you've done something, you just turn it off, move on with your life. You know what I mean? Come back to it later. Mm. Yeah, I, I like that about that game too. It's been a while. Like, I played it when it first came out, uh, whenever that was, like five years ago or so. And, um, yeah, I, I wish they made a sequel of that, like, just kind of like improve the kind of facial recognition stuff. Right. I heard that there's going to be, I've heard rumors of a remaster. Yeah, I remember hearing that too. But that's, uh, I mean, it was great. Like, I, I really enjoyed playing through it. I think that the, yeah, so, some of the facial animation stuff is, you know, decent. Some of it is actually amazing. Mm-hmm. And you sit there going, holy smokes. Like, that is, I, like, I had a friend of mine over the other day. He's not necessarily a gamer, but the dude who I played through some of the co-op campaign on Portal 2 with. And, mm-hmm. um I showed him one case on Ellie Noir, and he was like, man, this is so crazy. And I go, dude, this game's eight years old. And he's <laughs> like, what? I thought this was some cutting-edge shit that we were watching here, you know? <laughs> so it's, um, yeah, it still, it still holds, you know, it still um, holds its own, like, eight years later, right? Yeah, the, the thing that, I think, like, when that game came out, that it was, like, from an Australian developer. Um, I mean, it's all under Rockstar, but I'm pretty sure, like, yeah, the, the developer went defunct in 2011. So, and I remember, mm-hmm. like, when that game came out, there was so much, like, controversy surrounding it in terms of, like, long hours and stuff. <clears throat> and then I think Rockstar just, like, closed it down. Hmm. Crazy, man. Yeah, so... Rockstar owns the that IP, obviously, but I wonder if they, they'll just kind of stay away from it. But I really, I really liked it, though. Yeah, I was pretty dope. Rockstar. <clears throat> yeah, like, I wish they, uh, I've been playing, so, 
maybe I'll, I'll, I'll actually start once Dan's kind of done talking about the games he's been playing. Yeah, no, I think I'm, I'm basically done. You know, all of those, uh, you know, there may be another one in there somewhere, but uh, yeah, I'm having a lot of fun lately playing some games. I, I know the show that I normally work on is going to start again in a couple weeks here, so I'm trying to get it all in while I can, you know? Get your gaming in. Yeah, but mm-hmm. are you going to get the Uncharted DLC that comes out? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'll grab that. I'll probably grab the uh, the Horizon one, too. Oh, when that yeah. comes out. Oh, and uh, Insane Trilogy. I've been playing that a bunch, too. Oh, yeah. How, so as a as a fan of Crash Bandicoot, how how is it? Like, it's getting... All I ever see is praise about the game on Reddit. Um, I got 80% <laughs> on, the, on the first game and then started the second game. Um, it's good. The... It's a little bit different. Like the obviously, you know, it's remastered, but the the hit detection and stuff. There's there's something different about the way the crash jumps. Um, it's not. It kind of feels like I guess the way to describe it would be like if you got that sort of detection box for a platform. Mm-hmm. If you if you just clip the edge of it, you kind of like roll off of it. You know what I mean? Where it feels like anyway. Whereas the first mm-hmm. one, like you could stand like right on the edge of something and, and look like you're practically hanging off, and you're still. Mm-hmm on it um so those like rounded edges kind of like give me a lot of extra deaths i certainly died a lot um that those those levels like there's some levels that are just so infuriating man like if you haven't played that game um it's just generally speaking it's not too bad but there's a couple levels especially the ones where you're on like the road to nowhere or whatever or like the take the high road the ones where it's like on this bridge in the sky man those levels are just brutal i just died like i lost like 120 lives trying to get to the end of that level but it's fun you know Mm -hmm. um it's not like i don't know it's not drastically different it's just an upgrade on the look pretty much so it's still the same game that you played when you were a kid so i was just always wondering if like the kind of mechanics and stuff from a game that was made in like 1997 would hold up. Well, I mean, what ends up happening, but I think what they ended up doing was they took like the, the jumping mechanics from two and three Mm -hmm. uh, crash warped and cortex strikes back or whatever to um, into the first game, which was a lot more rough around the edges on the PS one. Right. And just to kind of like sort of, you know, smooth over and even out the jumping mechanics all through, across all three games. And um, so, yeah, it's it's a little bit different. And it, the PS1 stuff, is, it's pretty bare bones. There's not a lot going on there. Um, but then in the later games, you get, like, sort of uh, dashing and um, a couple of other things that you can do. Nothing too crazy. Mm. So it's pretty simple in general. And how does it hold up? I mean, yeah, it's like... Feels like you're playing a retro game, you know. Not a lot going on. Yeah, sure. Cool. Just brutally hard platform. <laughs> Did you download the the uncut level or whatever? Uh, uh no, the slippery climb or whatever yeah. it's called. No, I didn't download <clears throat> that yet. I heard like, if for those who don't know the story, like I guess it was a level that was pretty much complete, but the last thing they needed to do was just kind of balance it because it was right. way too difficult. And they didn't have time to do that, so they just cut it entirely. And I guess they found the when they're like remastering the game, they found this level, uh, and just kind of have it as DLC as as it was. 
Um, hmm. So apparently it was like too, like they just didn't balance it at all. So it's like kind of too difficult. Whether that means it's unfairly difficult or just um, just like too long or something, I don't know. But it's, I watched uh, a playthrough of it online. Um, and yeah, it looked hard. Yeah. Really hard. It's free right I now. It I, think, available. I think Sorry. I think it was available on the PS one as like a, Oh, like a game shark. Yeah. Maybe it was a game shark thing. Maybe it was like, um, just a, uh, you know, if you a hundred percent it or something, then you can mm. access the level. I can't quite remember now. I thought I remember reading that. Like you could, like it wasn't, um, it wasn't part of the, the final shipped game, but maybe it was like on it as a game shark mm-hmm. pack or something like that. Right, maybe, yeah. I'm not sure. Mm. Cool. Um, yeah, I've, I've gotten a lot of gaming done. Uh, Grand Theft Auto. Started playing GTA V, the story mode, and the online mode, which is the funnest thing ever. Like, I have just so many funny, like, stories and scenarios and stuff that have happened in GTA V since, like, a week ago when I bought it. Playing online or? Yeah, playing online. Like, just some of the crazy shit that just happened. Like, my friend is has, like, a matter, like, close, like, level 150 character, like, super high up there, has just millions of dollars. He bought, he gave me a, a um, uh, like, a helicopter to just kind of fly around. And he put a bounty on my head because there's a trophy to survive with a bounty on your head. <laughs> Within, mm-hmm. like, a matter of a minute, someone came and killed me twice and then took the <laughs> helicopter and just, like, flew off. I was like, shit. So just like so many like fun little like things and just playing with my friend who's, you know, has all like all these nice cars and houses and and helicopters and stuff just makes it like Mm -hmm. more funner. So you just lend you whatever? Yeah. That's awesome. Because I think once you like buy it, it only costs like maybe a couple hundred dollars to summit, like to keep ordering them. And he has like millions of dollars now. So. Hmm. Um, and I'm playing story mode. I played this, like, I played the game back in, like, PS3 days, but now I'm, I never played GTA Online back then. So, that's, like, the new stuff to me, but so much fun. Uh, playing through Borderlands, uh, Persona 5, um, Splatoon 2 came out, and it's a lot of fun, but they just ruined, like, partying up in that game and, and the multiplayer, like, playing with friends of it, that just... Like ruins. Why? Why? What, what happened? <clears throat> so you need, uh, you need like an app to kind of talk to your friends. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just like it's stupid. So is you, that a clunky? Is that clunky as, as hell or what? Yeah, like basically, there's a thing that's connected to the Switch controller, then it's mm-hmm. connected to this dongle, which is then connected to your phone, and then that dongle is also connected to like a headset. So you have like these three wires and this like middle dongle thing. I don't have it, so I, I didn't bother buying it. But basically, it's it's like way. It's just like stupid. It's it's not a thing that just plugs into a controller, which you've been able to do since like two thousand three on Xbox. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess like if you want to play with like the matches are always four versus four, and if you want to play with friends, like the three of us, we couldn't team up and go play online. We'd have to get one more player. You can't do teams of two or three. You have to only do a team of four. So if you have you and your friend want to play, right. you can't team up and do it. That's kind of lame. And you can't do like like three local and just grab a guy online or something like that? Does that work? Uh, if you're all local, it's different, I think. But I don't, know if you, I don't know if you're all local if you can't play online. Like you would just have your own kind of uh, 
one versus one or one versus two or something. I'm not, to be honest, I'm not sure. But I keep seeing online about how people want to play with their friend online and they need to get like two other players. Is it just pretty similar to the first Splatoon or do they have a whole bunch of new content? No, I mean, it's pretty. I didn't play the first Splatoon that much, but it's essentially the same game. Mm. Like, it really is. There's like a horde mode thing that I guess is, is new. And there might be some like new weapons and stuff like that and new maps, but it is essentially the same game. Right. right on. And I'm just so it's like a Mario Kart Deluxe kind of situation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hmm. And just like and the and the horde mode, super fun. It's just like you you have to kill these bosses and get their golden eggs and bring it to a certain spot on the map. It's only available every other day. So what? It, it they just lock it out. You can't play this mode on like a Tuesday, but you can play it on a Wednesday sort of thing. And then yeah. Um, it's it just makes no sense. Like they just do these weird things where it's like Splatoon Two <laughs> could easily be like a ten out of ten game, yeah, like game of the year contender. But they just do these stupid, like dumb things. It's a six out of ten. Like there's no, if you're a multiplayer focused game, yeah, and and this is how you handle like teaming up with groups and and some of your modes. It's a six out of ten. Like it's 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 terrible. Like it's just it's un- it's like. Unforgivable, like that they do this, and so and Nintendo wants to start charging like twenty, thirty bucks a year for their service. It's just like ridiculous. Mm-hmm. They only allow you to play a certain mode in the game every other day. Yep. Yeah, like if you. That's very strange. That yeah. reminds me of like, you know, in Japan how they used to stream like, they had like a Zelda game that they would stream every now and again. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Mm-hmm. I watched I watched a YouTube video about it. And apparently, uh, there I, I can't remember if it was like a Famicom like internet thing, and then they would actually stream uh, a, a Zelda game to your thing, like a level of Zelda for you to play. And it, it was only it only happened like between certain hours on a certain day of the week or something like that. Mm-hmm. Very strange. Yeah, when I, I read about that, I was just like, why Nintendo? <laughs> Like it just, I couldn't even fathom the actual logic behind it of like why they would do such a thing. So it just made no sense to me. Yeah, I'm trying to find there's there's an app like a Splatoon two app, which actually is like pretty cool app. You can like buy stuff and it shows your rankings and stuff like that. It's pretty like and it's all under like a Nintendo app. So you download mm. the Nintendo one and there's a Splatoon section. This is what you're supposed to use to group up with people. So I don't do that, but right. it does like tell you like you know weapons like what rank you are and, and your last like 50 matches and stuff like that so that's right. really cool I'm trying to see if there's a way i can see the the mode that's only available every other day but i can't i don't see it but um and i forget like the the name of it but it's basically the horde mode it's basically like a co-op mode where four of you are trying to just like do this, a, a, a common mission or whatever and it kind of reminds me of like i don't i don't remember I don't know if you guys remember this, but we were talking about Mario Kart Eight, and Brett Brett like gave it like said it was like an eight out of ten or nine out of ten or something like that, and then right. we reminded him or reminded you that the the um, the battle mode was like stupid in Wii U, right? It was just the races. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. And you immediately dropped it to a four out of ten. Yep. But it's right. Like if that's the like if your game is like predicated on multiplayer. And being able to team up with your friends and whatever, and you just mm. mess it up. Like, your game is just like a waste of opportunity. So, it kind of sucks because Splatoon 2 is really fun, but they just do stupid Nintendo things that just ruin it. Yeah, I would give it a low rating just because the multiplayer is dumb. Yeah. 
So it's a five out of ten. Like, doesn't matter how fun your game is. If I like, I've seen people post on Facebook and and talk to people in real life, and and they're like, oh, I have Splatoon too, and I'm like, I don't even want to play with you. I don't even want to talk about it because like, it's just going to cause a headache <laughs> to try to like get mm-hmm. us to play this game together as friends. Like, whereas I could just play GTA Five, you know, send an invite to my friend. And we're playing together in, in less than a minute. Yeah. That's that's just two different philosophies for online gameplay right now. Yeah. Because Nintendo still doesn't understand their philosophy yet of what online play even is. Like Nintendo is that's like the one downside with Nintendo. Like I'm a I'll always be a diehard Nintendo fan, but they do not understand the online world yet they don't not anyway which is so weird it's so weird we've been having online play since like playstation 2 yeah and it's like come on can't you just do this yet like it's so oh, it's so do so they have simple. any strong online games nintendo yeah only mario kart really mm. and it's i wouldn't even say it's like like strong mechanically yeah it is but like the fundamentals around it of like teaming up and team chat and all that stuff is horribly broken. Yeah. But the gameplay itself, just like it's the same thing with Splatoon, their gameplay online is tight. It's dope, but they just don't have the the stuff that we're used to, the other tools to make online actually an efficient experience. You know? <clears throat> that whole dongle thing, it looks pretty whack, man. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> you know you know what's gonna happen, man. It's like a year from now they're gonna have a new version uh, like like they have done with all the ds's and whatnot new yeah. version of the switch it's going to have a little bit more juice going to have a little bit more memory possibly have the ability to just plug your headphones straight into the thing mm-hmm. i don't know if they I haven't agree. if they haven't done it yet <laughs> like i mean people are, i guess can't people, do it yet no but i mean yeah like people are saying like nintendo ds had had voice chat which I don't remember, but I remember the people are saying that on Reddit, so I don't know. I just take their word. Mm. But it's like you have you've had voice chat in the past, and like just look at what Xbox did back in two thousand three. Yeah. Just look at what they and did. It's like all headsets come with like voice, like headphones now. Like they all come with the damn voice box, man. Like it's all there. Yeah, like it's there. <laughs> come on. Someone someone posted a photo of one of like an iPhone seven because you would need the extra dongle to post into the lightning. Oh uh, yeah, that's true. So it's just it's just like nonstop. What a mess! I know, and it's Nintendo is really great at coming with their own innovations. Like that that much is clear. The Switch, the Wii, mm-hmm. whatever. Like just like decades of just them coming up with like their own stuff. Yeah. But then, all like, what happens? Like, Sony and Microsoft and whoever just copy them. They just they come up with their own sort of move controller or mm-hmm. or analog sticks or whatever, and they and they are just su- successful. But Nintendo can't do the other way around. They don't look at other people's innovations like online, like online play and achievements and all these other things. They don't they don't look at like Microsoft and just be like, okay, let's let's take basically this exact same thing and just twist it a little bit so it's a little bit different. Like they rather they rather not they rather just come up with something that's completely stupid than be called an imitator. Yeah, the achievement thing is huge. Like people really get into that. Yeah, I would like honestly It's a great way to get more more replayability out of a game too. And it was mm-hmm. it was like I was talking to um 
or I was talking to my friend at work because he's a big, he's a bigger achievement guy than I am. He has double the achievements that I have. And what? And and I'm and you know him and I are kind of like, dude, you should play. I'm telling him you should play PlayStation. He's telling me I should play Xbox. And it's just like, I have no reason to go to Xbox, and he has no reason to come to PlayStation because we're so like invested in our trophy and achievements. I would, I'll never right. buy a multi-platform game on Switch. Like, there's no re- like if Call of Duty or Destiny Two or something came out mm-hmm. like unless I'm get really, yes yeah unless i'm really really intrigued about the portability of it um and i did that with nba playgrounds because i wanted to just play portable uh i i got it on switch but i would just get it on ps4 but nba playgrounds also didn't have platinum so that mm-hmm. it just had a few trophies so that kind of it, it's just like stupid they're just like leaving money off, on the table mm. and then and i feel like internally they just rather not be called uh an imitator of Sony right. for Xbox. Yeah, because how long did it take you to get to what level you are? Thirty, something like that. Uh, twenty, just about to hit twenty-nine. Just about to hit twenty-nine, so it's like that took forever. I mean, starting from scratch probably wouldn't give you the same amount of, you know, forward motion. You're probably like not as interested in, you know, because that took so long to get to twenty-nine. I have six thousand nine hundred ninety-two trophies. That's insane. <laughs> That's a ton. And let's see, the first trophy I earned was in 2009. Jeez. January of 2009. You've been earning trophies for almost 10 years, man. I know. So it's like... You're going to have a 10-year anniversary? <laughs> we'll have a party. Yeah. Jeez. But that this makes sense. I never thought of it that way, but that totally makes sense. I mean, why would you buy a multi-platform game on the Switch if if you are someone who enjoys trophies? Or even like mm-hmm. Xbox versus PlayStation. Like I have an Xbox, but I'll just I'll just I'll get only the Xbox exclusives on it. I'm not going to get Destiny Two on it or whatever. Even if I even if I know people who are playing it, like th- that happened. Like now, PlayStation is a more popular console. But when I had a PlayStation Three in 2009. It was not the most popular console. Everyone I knew had an Xbox. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I was I was given this PlayStation. I got some trophies, and then I just started rolling with it. And mm-hmm. and now I'm forever like now I'm forever stuck with PlayStation. And and it's just like annoying because it's like I would love to play Splatoon two with some friends, but I'm not going to go through that headache. Like I'm just I I just won't. Like <laughs> it's not worth it. Hmm. Um. No dongles for Steve. No. Yep. No dongles. He's dongleless. Uh, dongleless. That was an epic uh, rant there. Yeah, I didn't. Mean, I didn't really mean to go all ham on that. I, I, <laughs> you, you went ham. The thing is, I like Splatoon too. It's just like it just it has like a huge issue with it that just ruins it. So it has a Nintendo issue. A uh, huge Nintendo issue. They just they'll just never learn. I just feel like we should just put up and shut up because they'll. I don't think they'll ever change. Mm, Unless yeah. they get some. Like some non-traditional um, CEO or architect in there. Like, I wonder if Miyamoto is, is like if this is all just Miyamoto's fault. I don't, I don't know. It's hard to say. It's hard to say. It's hard to say. You think <laughs> he's that hands-on? I don't know who would be in charge of saying, "Okay, this is what we want for multiplayer and stuff like that." I don't know. Never really looked into it like like that far before, like because like you just always look at Miyamoto as just the designer of cool games, but never looked at him as like is he the architect behind the online experience too? 
Yeah. I'm sure he has his two cents, that's for sure. I f- well, I feel, yeah, I, I get the sense that he, because just from like remembering random articles and interviews and stuff like that, I feel like he would just have his hand in every single pie at Nintendo. Mm. He wants to know, he wants to be involved with like everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I love pie. A Miyamoto uh, less Nintendo would be a very different Nintendo, I would, I would think. It would suck. We'll see. I mean, he's yeah, not going well, to live forever. Like He's, he's got to retire at some point. He could. He could um, live forever. Let's come up with a Miyamoto robot. It's like Walt Disney, man. Yeah, he's still alive. Cryogenic. <laughs> How old is he? Oh, Miyamoto's only 64, actually. That's not that old. Nintendo 64, right there. Oh, how how do they have not taken advantage of that? Miyamoto 64. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we should roll through some of these uh, news stories. Yeah, hit them up because like it's already been like an hour. Yeah, it has. Well, we haven't we haven't chatted in a while. I know. So. It's been a while. Uh, number one, Lombor, Lombow Games announces Gollum is coming to Steam this year. So there's a trailer on the website. Uh, quote. No one knew who built the ancient tower that loomed beside the coast. She figured water must once have flowed down in great uh, aqueducts into her village, but even her grandfather couldn't remember seeing the mill's old water wheel turn. These days, it was the job of her and the other children travel out to the tower and collect what little water bubbled up from the ground in the caves beneath it, but everything was about to change when she found the orb glowing beneath the puddles and the hidden tower door slowly opened. Um, mm. There's a trail on the site. You can go to the scene page, add it to your wish list. Uh, this is from the... Hermi- uh, what's the... Uh, Oh, I forget the games that they work on. Hedge something? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I can't pronounce it right now. Hedgemony or something like that? Hedgemony or whatever, yeah. Hedgemony. Yeah. Yeah. This game kind of looks like it's going to be Prince and Persia inspired. Classic Prince and Persia inspired. Yeah, it reminded me of Journey a little bit too. Mm, Yeah. Uh, I'll check it out. Number two, how to have six light speed editions coming August tenth, so this week. Prince of cool. Persia with a Z plane. Sorry, Halcyon. Halcyon, yeah, sorry. I was just kind of going quick hits. No, let's do it. Let's do, do it. it. Wrap it up. Halcyon six will have streamlined campaign, streamlined all systems, new officer progression system, new ship loadouts, mm. new mm. difficulty mode, enhanced combat, new UI. Cool. Let's on the site. Wonder uh, if it's free. Uh, actually, light yes, speed edition it is. If it's free, if you already own it. Yes. Sick. Oh, it says so right there. Done. I'll, I'll, I'll check it out. I own it, so It'll probably, I'd be interested. This will probably just be the the new edition of Halcyon 6, right? Like, you can't buy the old one. Like, now every new... Well, most likely, yeah. yeah every edition. Because, like, I remember talking with them about the campaign and how it's just so blah... And so I'm really interesting to talk, see how the streamlinedness of it is. So yeah, it could be good. Yeah, true. Uh, number three and four we could put together, but Rock Ship Park is looking for beta testers for block dropping. So you can hit them up uh, at Twitter or on Twitter at Rocket Ship underscore Park. Uh, I've been playing some block dropping; it's pretty fun. Yeah, cool. I have not tried this. Where can I get? Where can I play this? iOS. iOS. Cool. Yeah, man. Send them an email. Tell them I sent you. No, Droid, don't care. No, I don't think they're releasing the game for Droid. Well, they should. Well, maybe you should release Billions of Cats for iOS, you know? Uh, I don't own a Mac. Flip the switch. 
Uh, if I own a Mac, I could flip the switch. Auburn Studios so, also look for beta testers for Arrowheads too. So, lots of beta testing going on. Yeah. Uh, Do it. Number five, use your words. It's on Switch now. Yes. Making uh, making it the second uh, Toronto developed game that's on Nintendo Switch. So it's fourteen. Was oh, this that quiz show game? Yeah, it's like a use your phone. It's like a party. Right, game. right, right. Yeah, that could be fun. It's on Xbox One, PlayStation Four, Wii U, Switch. Steam. Tight. Who knows what else? Brental Floss. He had a part in this game. I don't know if he did music for it or what, but he worked on it in some way. Yeah, he's a big YouTuber, mm. right? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Mr. Mr. Floss. Uh, Very cool. Five or six? Blue Isle Studios uh, announces Citadel Forge with Fire. Looks like a first-person Harry Potter MMO. Looks pretty interesting. Yeah, it's. Uh, I thought when they, when I saw MMO, I was like, "Holy shit, this game will, will not be out for a long, long time." And then mm-hmm. they had a beta earlier, like late last month. Um, and the full it's looking release, pretty interesting. Yeah, full release planned for 2018, so they were like pretty far into development. I haven't taken a huge look into this, but when I saw MMO, I was just like, "This game won't be out for two or three years," and that mm-hmm. turned into one year. So. Hmm. Oh. You know, I've never played an MMO before. Nothing. Yeah. I've never played one. Hmm. Nothing? Warcraft? Nothing? Nothing. Nothing. Uh, I don't even know how to where to start with that. Blizzard games? Never played never played World of Warcraft or any of that stuff. Not one. Uh I've I've played since EverQuest. That was like my first well, I guess you could say Ultima Online. But uh, I've, I've been playing probably hardcore since EverQuest. And then I played all the way up for like World of Warcraft. I went pretty hard with it up until, I think... Jeez, uh, I can't remember the, the winter one. I totally forget what that was oh, the, called now. The Lich, Lich King Storm or whatever? Yeah, the Lich King one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so just... what's the draw for an MMO? Uh, like what... At the time, it was just to play with my friends. Right. Yeah, and you, you get your, like, one character, and you kind of build them how you, how you see them sort of thing, and it's just... I don't know, yeah, I was, I was kind of like Brad. Like, I didn't play Ultima, but I played EverQuest, and I played World of Warcraft. Uh, I quit around Burning Crusade. Mm. Um, like, I don't even play Uncharted online, or, like, Last of Us online, or anything like that. I don't even play those. Yeah, I mean... To be honest, like I never really played with my friends. I just played while talking to my friends. Like it was kind of like an MSM master, especially EverQuest, because I had a okay. I had, like two or three friends that were just really hardcore in EverQuest that they were always playing, and they're way mm-hmm. farther than me. So I just started playing just so I can kind of chat with them and and stuff. I uh, I really enjoyed EverQuest, like. I guess going back to like the MMO experience was really just playing with my friends. It was something that we were doing in college and university and stuff. And it was just like, you know, we'd go and do stuff. And then it's like, okay, we weren't going to the club or anything. So it's like, yeah, let's just play online, you know? And then we just played online, went and did adventures and all that jazz. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it. it's kind of different now because like back then consoles didn't really have online play. Like, I played EverQuest, I guess. Actually, I guess, like, Xbox and PS2 were just getting started. But it was totally just the beginning of it. Um, And I didn't really play online console gaming until PS3. So, 
back back then when I played MMOs, playing online with friends was kind of like a PC only thing and kind of like a newer thing. So that's what kind of got me into it. I haven't really played too much MMOs uh, since World of Warcraft. Really, I played a little bit of Final Fantasy fourteen, but just didn't have the time for it. So. Yeah, I played a little bit of that game too. But like lately, uh, and I was just talking to someone too about MMOs, and I'm like, I can never get back into it. Not now. I'm too far gone. Yeah, it's such a time sink. Like when you play an MMO and really get into it, that's all you're playing. Like it's hard to play other games. Mm -hmm. Also, stop typing on the keyboard. It's not me. Sorry, it's me. (laughs) (laughs) Number seven and three. Uh, we got the first look at Tiny Rails on Steam, so there's YouTube. We should talk about that last. Should we? Well, yeah. Right, yeah. Talk, Number the new seven graceful explosion machines coming to PlayStation Four <laughs> and Steam. Uh, nice. The Switch uh, game that came out in April, early April, is now coming to PS4. I took a look at the trophies today; they look pretty good. Uh, it's coming out on Tuesday, I believe. I want to say. Uh, yes, August eighth. So you can uh, pick it up on PS4 and Steam, and uh, I I recommend the game. It's a lot of fun. I never, I don't friend think friend of the show, friend of the show, Dave Proctor had uh, had a hand in helping bring this to PlayStation Four and Steam. I believe that's right. I saw that he tweeted that. I think mm-hmm. right. And uh, yeah, yeah, tweeted it. Form of former or formerly of thirteen name games. Yeah, he was. He did some freelance work for these guys for. Um, what do you call it? Vertex Pop, right? Vertex Pop, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm excited yeah. to play this on PS4. I'll definitely get it on PS4. Hey, Tweed, holy crap, big announcement. I've been working with Vertex Pop to help bring Graceful Explosion Machine to PS4 and Steam. What an awesome ride. I'll retweet. Tight. Uh, you know what that means? Trophies! Yeah, yeah. I, took a, <laughs> I took a look at them today, and they, they're not that bad, actually. Um, nice. Cool. I, don't know, I don't know if I'll double dip in the game, to be honest. I might, I might wait for a sale. Uh, just because I'm so deep into GTA Five and Persona Five and and some other games mm-hmm. right now that, like I I, got, I bought Cryptarch too. I, I I forgot to say that uh, that was like the last Toronto game I I played and I haven't really played that much just because, um, there's just been other games that have kind of been driving me a little bit more. So, mm-hmm. you were you were rocking Persona there for a while too, no? Yeah, I was. It's just that game. Just there's just too much of it. Like it just <laughs> it's too of, much. There's That's just a great ex- explanation of it. Just, like just too much of it. Kind of like how you were saying with La Noir, where you'll play a case and then you, you'll be see you'll feel accomplished. Persona mm-hmm. Five, you'll you can play for an hour and all you'll do is just like study and play with your friends and and eat a burger and that's that's your hour. Like that's all you did in the game and you're yeah. just like uh. so it's it's a it's a huge grind that game. So that's the definition of a grind. It's just, it's like, it's so much. There's so much stuff you can level up, and you can only do one thing at a time. Because it's like you have, you go to school, and then like you only have the evening to either hang out with someone or or do an activity or study or whatever. And then it's the next day, and there's some story stuff. Like, it's super interesting. And it's just like, I just don't have, I just don't have the like endurance for that kind of game anymore like it's just yeah like, it's just it's just tough like i wish it i wish it came out when i was in high school so maybe if you were like retired you yeah could do it. pretty much like it's just it's just tough like but i like i downloaded it and I'll, so i have it like i'm not i didn't delete it like i want to play it and it's not really the story is not super 
like I could I could probably not play it for a month and come back and still kind of know what's going on. So that's what I'm saying, man. Short games, short mm-hmm. games are great. Like it's usually such a complaint. Like a, a lot of reviewers actually just complain about how you know all oh, this game's only nine hours or something like that. And whenever I hear that, I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> that's great. Yeah, yeah I think it? I'm starting to get in that boat too now. I know I always complain about how short a game is, but like with just my lifestyle and how mm-hmm. I've been, like I'm I'm busy. So if I want to play a game, it needs to. It actually kind of has to be a little bit shorter now for me. Mm-hmm. So I kind of don't mind the shortness of it, but I still, I don't like the price for the short game. You know, right, I right. think the price value for the short game isn't really where I want it to be right now. But I do have a respect for the short game. For me, it's so. like I, I kind of like I like I'm in both camps. I like both, but I think I. For a longer game, I just want like it there to be a substantial something every hour, you know. In GTA Five, I could do a couple missions and and raise a lot of money and, and level up a couple times in one hour, and it, and it feels good. But Persona Five, like I mentioned, you would just do some activities and not really nothing happens, and you just kind of feel like you wasted it. So I'm I'm kind of in that boat too, uh, where I you know I like my short games. Uh, Cryptarch is good for that too because the missions take maybe like 15 20 minutes. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think of like what a like what a short game I've played recently, but I can, nothing's coming to the top of my head. But I, I'm kind of in both camps, but I, I, I feel I, I understand what you know when it, I, yeah, like I rocked Horizon and I really enjoyed it, you know. And yeah, it took you know, I can't remember how long it took me, but it was whatever it was 25 30 hours or whatever. But um, I had a lot of fun playing that, that was great. But at the same time, I really enjoy just crushing a game in four hours and just getting the whole narrative experience, just just being fully enveloped in it for a while. And and especially, like I said earlier, if it's got something that'll that'll bring you back to play it again, some replayability in there, then that's that for me hits the sweet spot right now because life's too busy to sit down and, and, and you know play Witcher three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which yeah, Witcher Three is like one of those games I bought and was all ready to dive in, and <laughs> I I I just like it's sitting on my queue, and I have like one trophy in it. I played it for maybe an hour, which means I didn't play it at all. And mm-hmm. yeah, um, wrapping up as we mentioned, first look at Tiny Rails on Steam. There's a YouTube channel, uh, YouTube pay, uh, YouTube video that I posted. Yeah, uh, yeah, and it's coming out as Brent mentioned on Tuesday, so. It's a big day for me. There you go. That's awesome, dude. I know. It's been a lot of work. A lot of work. Yeah, you've, been pulling, <laughs> you've been pulling late hours on that one. Yeah. Eh? Yeah. 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 It looks great. I had, a, I mean, I had a lot of fun playing it on, uh, on iOS. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty dope. Tell me more. <laughs> um, off the podcast. Tell me more about your... Off the podcast. Let's wrap this up. No, I actually... Uh, I hope everyone wants to... Buy it and play it and enjoy it. Like my team of six have been like just we've been busting our ass off on this game, taking it from mobile to the uh, console or computer. It's coming to the console. We're working on that too. Whoa, really? Um, yeah, we're trying. We're going to see what we can do. It's on our it's on our to do list. Is that so. a scoop? Yeah, I guess so. Um, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Uh, so yeah, we're like working our way on things and. I'm designing a ton of new features for the mobile one. So, like, I'm bouncing back between 
the Steam version, and now we're going back to mobile. I have to do a whole bunch of mobile stuff, which will then eventually come back to the Steam version. It's a uh, it's a lot. Like I'm going to be working on Tiny Rails for a long time, <laughs> and uh, it's just tons of stuff. So hopefully people buy it and enjoy it. And uh, uh, you can talk to us on Reddit, and we have Discord as well, so you can actually like talk to me directly about ideas and things you hate or like about the game. So we're very accessible too. So. Yeah, it's fun. I hope everyone likes it. Yeah, man, I, I enjoyed it. Like I said, I enjoyed playing on, on iOS. I thought it was fun. It was it was satisfying. Even just having the train, just just take it off and going through all the different scenery and whatnot. Like just watching it, just travel through towns and and plains and bridge over bridges and stuff. I'm just going. This is actually pretty satisfying and relaxing. Just sitting here watching this train move. <laughs> Cool. Uh, that's episode 81 of the Toronto podcast. I think we're going to try to do week to week again. Yeah, yeah we'll see. Yeah, yeah we will. <laughs> uh, I'm just, I've been busy, man. So Yo, man, it's uh, fine. Life life is busy. Uh, if you want to follow Brad and all his busyness, you can do so at Brad Meester on Twitter and uh, TV Smoke on Twitter as well. No, Brad Meester on Twitch and Facebook and Instagram and all that stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tweet of the week is uh, from Composing Dan. I checked out Brett's Twitter and there wasn't anything worthwhile. So finally, I haven't, this project. I haven't, even, I haven't even tweeted in like weeks. Yeah, I know that. If, I've been dead. Like, I've not been Facebooking nothing. Oh, uh, yeah, it's been bad. Tweet of the week, finally finishing this project. Took forever to get back into it, but the studio will be finally oiled machine. Will be a finely oiled machine instead of a total mess. Cool. <laughs> I don't know why I picked the one about uh, about short games because that's been a theme of the podcast. Well, but we that's already cool. talked about it all the time. All right, whatever. Epic fail. Because <laughs> all the things because Oxenfree you mentioned as a thirty three year old person. I yeah, guess we already talked. I about think this. I don't know. I think it's we just need to get you some Kiko Baloba so you can remember remember that stuff. You know. Okay. Whatever. Callbacks. Yes. <laughs> just referencing the old podcast all the time. <laughs> Gotta get meta up in this, this podcast. This has kind of been a throwback episode. We've been t- we mentioned a lot of things from back in the day. Yeah, yeah it's, it's totally. Yeah, this is a, this is an old school episode. The basketball, the Mario Kart, the the uh, your your stupid reference just now. <laughs> <laughs> there was another one too. I can't remember it. Yeah, I can't remember. we talk about how Brett still owes me two dinners from. Uh, um, oh yeah, Plucker too. Well, it's got a thousand bucks saved up, so yeah, that's I do. Crazy. I'm buying a car, guys. Well, you're buying me dinner first, bro. <laughs> well, I'm in Toronto on Tuesday, but you're probably too busy. So you're always saying you're a man of word. You got your ancestors in your back yeah, pocket. I do. Well, I'm just not in your city. <laughs> you can Uber, far away. You can Uber eat something to me. I'm yeah, sorry. Uber no. eat something to you. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I guess we could use technology like that. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, if you like this podcast, give it five stars on iTunes and on Google Play and wherever else I might have heard it. I can't remember now. Has Dan always mm. jokes about? Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, Reddit, Facebook, all that good stuff. Toronto Game does. Just Google it and just tell you and just follow all the things that pops up. Uh, and we'll see you hopefully next week. Cool. Cool. Peace.